Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Attention listeners, because of brain farts and the two weeks we've had off, uh, we refer to this episode as 110, when of course, according to the listings, it was uh, 109, because it was 108A and 108B. However, henceforth, 109 will be known as the last BudPod episode, and if you can't remember when something is, or we can't remember where something is, we'll probably just say that it's in episode 109, just to annoy people. Okay, thank you. It's BudPod 110, 110. Is that, is that something? 110. Um, it's a binary episode. Yes, bleep bloop. Um, bleep bloop. Welcome to episode bleep bloop, everyone. Um, <laughs> it's our first, it's our first binary episode since episode 101. Fuck, I've forgotten my binary now. Two, uh, 110 would be... Zero is... Oh, for God's sake. I love the idea of you saying I've forgotten my binary, the way people talk about like GCSE French. <laughs> I've completely forgotten I used, it. I, think s- it's I like... used to have such good binary at school. When did you learn binary? I really... When I learned binary at uni, doing engineering yeah, for like uh, computing and yeah, yeah, yeah definitely because <laughs> you, like you learn, we had like microprocessor courses and um, and all this sort of thing. I think we actually had binary, um, yeah, algebra and binary algebra and stuff, and you have to Bloody learn how to hell. add binary and. Yeah. Robots have a microprocessor um, course before their main course. <laughs> yum yum. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is gonna annoy me now. I'm gonna have to look up. Um, so it's because it's it's basically the numbers are to do with the the powers of two. But I can't remember if the if the two is the power or the fucking one is the power. Um. Well, you have to look it up, or it's gonna torture you. It really is. I feel, I feel so stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start referring to this this sort of thing as as Wangian regret. <laughs> and eventually, I'm gonna. We should popularize that Pudbods. I want you to start using that to describe your. Right. Okay. Okay. Now I remember. Yeah. So, so the each position of uh, along the binary corresponds to a power of two. So the first number of one one zero, which would be the zero, is um, is two to the power of zero, which is one. So one times zero is zero. So you remember that number? And the next number along in the binary is one. That corresponds to two to the power of one, which is two. So that's two. So zero plus two, right, two. And then the third one is uh, two to the power of two, which is four. So one times four is four, plus the two is six. So the binary one, one, zero equals six. Yeah, I'd, I'd really, you lost me. I, w- I was okay till about halfway through that. Mm, uh, ge- generously. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's simple once you see it in there. I mean, it's it's just it's just an it's just a very clever way of 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 um, assembling being finding finding a system of assembling any number you want um, with representations of just uh, on and off. 
are you one and zero? But I mean, learning engineering in university was it was an existential crisis because I realized how stupid I am. Like oh, when, yeah. like when you when I are learning about some of the things people have invented and discovered and developed, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like a blade of grass. <laughs> my intelligence. <laughs> In comparison to these people, <laughs> well, I mean, like, in, like yeah. I can't even learn. Like, I'm, I'm having trouble learning what they discovered, and they started from nothing. I'm being given all the information, and I still, I can't do it. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm being shown how they eventually did this after years of trying, and I don't know what the solution is. Yeah, it, it's like, it's like, not only am I too stupid to do two plus two. I don't know. I can't visually recognize the number four. <laughs> you're, you're showing me a four, yeah. and I'm going, "Buh." <laughs> I I had I had the art student equivalent, or maybe well, yeah, for my weird ass degree, which is just people who could people who already knew four languages and then learnt another two for fun that they never used. Hmm. Or people who are just like. Uh, excited to learn 13th century Estonian grammar. Yeah, I mean, but thank God for those people. Oh, dude, without those people, we'd all be worms eating mud. Yeah. We wouldn't, we yeah. wouldn't know anything. We'd just be grubbing around. But I think, um, uh, I think that's why some people at university have a kind of breakdown because if, especially if they're from like a small, a small pond and they're a big fish, mm. Suddenly they're just like midstream at best, and their mind just snaps. Well, I mean, I'd I'd been to school like in Malaysia, Brunei, then UK, and I was always like, you know, I just crushed it. I was always at the top. <laughs> like my I did I did so well at physics at A level that my my teacher let me take off a double to to catch up on my music. He was like, yeah, you got this. Oh wow! Like, I. I like yeah, like near the exam, I didn't need. He's like, yeah, you don't need to come to today. Um, <laughs> and then I'd ask you to do some lessons here and there. <laughs> yeah, could you cover for me actually this this Wednesday? <laughs> yeah. uh, but but um, yeah, and I got like the physics prize at my school, and I, you know, and then I got to engineering at university. And I was just like, dong. <laughs> I felt yeah. Oh, it was it was it was. Ex- really existential. Like I had a breakdown. I had, I had an emotional breakdown at the end of first term. Um, oh, did you? Because I because yeah. you very... were the year above me, so I didn't know you in your in your first year. I met you yeah. post breakdown. No, I had... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a full on breakdown. Um, really? It was like my whole yeah, my whole sense of self had to reset really after the first term of Fuck. Cambridge. You were one of those yeah. well, guys. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a ne- I was a nearly quit. Oh shit! Oh man! Yeah. See, I was a near, I was, I was, a, I was a near first termer. <laughs> oh boy, I didn't know that. I would see the the Wang I met had already had that steel in his eyes. Yeah, but that's after I'd like reshaped my whole identity, and that's after like comedy had really taken hold, mm. and and that had become my my predominant value system. Yes, yes, yes. Was was how well I did comedy. Um. You'd, you'd... Yeah, so I was very fortunate in that sense. But like the first term of uni, I, I was so desperate to do everything I felt I was supposed to. I, I was, I was doing comedy. I was doing engineering, which is one of the most arduous courses there. Yes. 
I was singing with the King's College Beer Choir at um, Evensong, which is like twice a week, and then plus um, rehearsals and practice. I was uh, rowing. Oh, my um, God, I forgot you did rowing. I, did, I rowed, and <laughs> oh I was doing college God. football. Oh I was doing college football <laughs> while trying to go to the gym, plus trying to keep my trumpet going. Oh, my um, trying God, to practice trumpet. Dude. And I was like, this is what you're supposed to do. Because <laughs> all these, all these like various threads that you, that I, I pulled along with me throughout my adolescence. And you can do them I'd in high school because they give you time. That's right. I'd, but I'd assume, I'd assume they were all commun- you know, coming up, building up to this point where they would all at once f- m- like, be brilliant. Um, mature. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. This, this is where they would all come to fruition. It- They'd at once. carry over, and they'd all be university level. Yeah, 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 exactly. And God. and I, I, and I couldn't. F- and it was, it was mad. I, I, I was like, I was I had a complete emotional breakdown. I didn't know what. I couldn't figure out what was going wrong. I couldn't figure out why I had no time and why I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> why I and felt you're good useless. At as well, like a, you're sat there with a twenty-four-hour clock, going, but, <laughs> but how? And I remember I spoke one to one to one of the other engineers at Kings, and he was just, uh, and he was just from a very different mindset to me. He was just like, you 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 enjoy what you can do, and um, you you leave what you can't. And I said, I just hate rowing. I don't know what to do. I can't. And he's like, Well, quit then if you don't like it. And 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 honestly, I had to sit there in silence for about two minutes to try and compute what he'd said. And then. And then the second time I came back and I quit like 80% of the things I was doing. And I just, I basically just did engineering and comedy. And yeah. And that's why you saw, you. yeah, that's why when you met me at the beginning of my second year, I was like Buddha. Yeah. When I, when I shook your hand, it was soft as silk. (laughs) (laughs) And you glided in without even, and you spoke to me without looking at me. You just looked at the sky. Yeah, I covered my one rowing scar like Napoleon, just <laughs> slipping my hand into my jacket. <laughs> oh my god, I can't, I can't believe it! I missed, I missed, I missed out on meeting the the Phil Wang who was his own tiger mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> you were just being your own overbearing parent. Like a stereotypical Asian parent, where it's like sports, instruments, science, singing. Yeah, and not a, oh, not yeah, a single thing to do with uh, the humanities as well. Classic. Yeah, did I? Uh, yeah, I remember. Like, I went to like, like a voluntary um, lecture on Southeast Asian development. I think, or like politics or right. something. Like, it wasn't even my course, and I. I <laughs> I, it was, it's, yeah, I was cra- I was crazy. I was nuts. I, I was just like a kid in a candy store, but where all the candy hurt you. It is. It is. You do get a kind of weird brain fire, though. Yeah. Yeah. Your brain gets all hot. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I was very fortunate, Phil, and I and my my dad told me this at the time. I was fortunate to. In my year at school, there were a few. There were two or three people who would intermittently slash regularly beat me. Like physically, um, well, yes, earlier on, but no. I mean, in terms of marks and sixth form. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
Not the same people hitting me. That would be a very odd transformation. Right, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yes, and so I, I was used to the notion. You know, it didn't, it didn't snap my mind in the same way that it could have. I'd, yeah. I, I, I know those people you're talking about. The one kid in school who who can compete with you academically and sometimes beats you. And and for me it was always a Chinese girl. My <laughs> life is my life was always like comp- fucking Chinese girls, man. They're with their, they won't go did, away. They won't leave the top spot at school for you. Did she have a huge like uh she'd use so many highlighters she was on the blue one. <laughs> yeah. When you finally see someone with yeah, a blue it, highlighter, you, you just think you, game over, man. You'd lean over at a highlighter and go, is that Move? Has she got onto Move? <laughs> I can't, I can't uh, believe you're doing taupe highlighting. <laughs> and then they turn to you and they say, um, yeah, I had it custom made. But it was always a progression of different Chinese girls. Even like in Malaysia, it was like, there was a girl, a quiet Chinese girl who just smashed the exams. And at, at, at university, I think in our year, the top grade was a, a Chinese girl. Um, yeah, they're just unbeatable. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like the plot to like an anime, like you know, those, I mean, like those high school romance they're, they're, animes. They're, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like you and you and the Chinese girl are like fighting it out, and you end up. It's like a love hate. Yeah, and there's sort of, there's a rift between you that, like, is quite it's sort of unexplained, really. Like, is it? Cl- <laughs> I guess they're sort of a different class. Like, it's really subtle, like, why they can't get together. <laughs> yeah. I find those animes always like, that's like I, I don't understand what the problem is. You seem roughly on the same on the same wavelength here. Yeah. yeah, it's always something sort of impenetrably Japanese that they can't quite translate. I think because in Japan, the baseline level of discipline is already so high. To Western eyes, the, the rebellious guy and the studious girl are about the same. Yeah, the, the rebellious guy sometimes... Needs an extra day to do his homework to a high standard, <laughs> and that's why they can never be together. <laughs> that's why he has a leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, well, you know what, Phil? How does it feel to be one step closer to being the top Phil? Oh, Prince Philip! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I am the prince now, I say, <laughs> like in Captain Phillips. Uh, um, he's 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 saying he's saying uncomfortable things to the angels now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're wearing uh, bathrobes, are you? <laughs> uh, I didn't know they let you lot up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, the royals just love being in the news right now. It's <laughs> how have you? How, I, I I just I have have no feeling anyway. Did were you were you among the many people frustrated by all television and radio suddenly just being a obituary fest for two solid days? Oh, dude! I mean, the B- yeah, I was uh, I I was opening the BBC News app and assuming I'd lost internet connection because it just wouldn't change. I, I was switching between radio stations, like you know, in a zombie in a zombie movie, where they keep switching between radio stations, and it's the same government broadcast. <laughs> and it's just like, stay indoors. The plague of the will be decided by the. So stay indoors. Stay 
stay indoors. Yeah. Just that. <laughs> Except it was it, it was various people with very high, soft, posh voices saying, "Really wonderful, really wonderful, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant." He was really brilliant. He was a brilliant man. Yeah. Endless. I. I mean, but can, can you imagine what's going to happen when when the big one goes? When the when she well, goes? When the big mama? When big mama goes? When big when big mama's house? <laughs> Goes. Big, when, big Mama's House 2 Big goes, Mama's right. House of Windsor <laughs> Eddie Murphy plays a sort of fat suited queen and play I would watch Big Mama's House of Windsor where Eddie Murphy in a fat suit plays all the royals yeah that would be great I would I think, I think, love that I think that would Mark a, a, a renaissance for both Eddie Murphy and the royal family. And the fat suit. And the fat suit. I missed the fat. What happened to the fat suit, Pierre? Used to be every other movie centered around someone in a fat suit. Well, you know, it was controversial because people would say, well, why don't you just cast a really fat person? Yeah. Stop engaging in fat face. <laughs> Stop buying your clothes the clothing fat brand. Face. <laughs> Why you are taking work from in- incredibly fat actors? <laughs> you are just as capable of doing high voices and fart jokes as Eddie Murphy. If only given the chance. Wait, Eddie Murphy wasn't Big Mama's house. He was the Clumps, wasn't he? Oh, was Big Mama's house Martin Lawrence? Uh, oh God, I can't believe I'm googling Big Mama's house. It's Martin Lawrence, yeah, yeah. I'm getting confused between my mamas and my clumps. (laughs) He doesn't know his mamas from his clumps, that guy. We we saw the mamas and the clumps at the Camden Roundhouse, didn't we? Yeah, lovely folk um, folk collective. (laughs) Well, they 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 started out as a mamas and the papas cover band. Yeah, Uh, and the joke was that they played in fat suits, but then they started doing their own (laughs) really soulful stuff, actually. And they changed to the mums and the clumps. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Yeah, there, there was a real, there was a real fat suit golden age. Yeah, there was. There was. I think. I think it was. A, it was at a time where Hollywood only permitted um, access uh, to thin people. Yeah, thin actors, yeah, no. but then found itself painted into a corner on the odd occasion it it wanted a fat character or like someone fat to joke about. No one, no one in Hollywood knew anyone fat except John Goodman. <laughs> so if jo- it was like back in the early days of Shakespeare, yeah. where there were female characters but no female actors, so the guys just had to dress up as women. Yeah. it was the same thing. No, yeah, they, they just put got off the phone like Eddie Murphy and all the producers going, "Well, John Goodman said no," so I mean. We have to build some sort of suit, I suppose. <laughs> Do you think that's like like um, something like Big Mama's house is in some ways, or maybe the clumps is in some ways the dream because they go, we don't have to cast anyone fat or any other black actors. That's like the racist, right. the racist, ableist, you know, white Hollywood producers' dream, where it's like no one fat got any jobs out of this. And only Eddie Murphy got to do any acting. (laughs) 
and he's the talent, so that's great. <laughs> do, you, do, do you remember Shallow Hell? Oh, I do remember Shallow Hell. What an odd, odd Where, film. In which... In which... Um, what's her freaking face? Gloop Gal. Oh, um... Put, put stones up your, your vagina. Yeah, your steam, steam your pussy. Steam, old, old steamy pussy. It's old, old, old Mildred's uh, high-quality pussy steamer. She sells that. Oh, what is... Je, what's her name? Gregorion... What the fuck's her name? She does goop. 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 Goopley Smith? Oh, God, I just on the goop website, and the top thing is, it's Mother's Day, and we're gushing. Oh, no! Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Don't, don't say that about your mother. It's Mother's Day and we're gushing. Awful. Must be American what? Mother's Day. We're gushing. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's just everything it's about so, it is ridiculous. Yeah, it is nonsense. It's, it wasn't her idea, you know. Some other lunatic um, conglomerate or group of um, venture capitalists came up with, like, maybe we can make women... Um, grill their vaginas for no reason and they just looked for the best loopiest actress they could to front it and they found old Gwyn Gwyn are you, are you telling me that Gloop is a, a sort of sinister Globotech yeah it's like Umbrella it's like the Umbrella Corporation it's um, excuse me it's behind everything Big Big Goop is behind everything she's in the she's in the she's in the pussy of Big Goop <laughs> <laughs> She's in the pussy of Big Steam. <laughs> but in Shallow Hell, she wears a fat suit when she is "quote unquote" ugly version. Yeah, when no one want, when Jack Black doesn't want to bone her. Even someone as schlubby and fat as Jack Black finds her too repulsive. Yeah, um, yeah. But looking back now, it's just like, so what are it? Like, can you imagine even trying to get that made today? You'd be shot out of a cannon. <laughs> yeah, if you just say, hey, uh, the goop lady is going to put on a fat suit so we all know she's ugly, so Jack Black doesn't want to fuck her. But then a magic spell teaches him a lesson. <laughs> they'd, they'd, uh, they'd ask you where you were getting your cocaine. <clears throat> Sweet movie, though. <laughs> I, I just the most impressive thing about Shallow Hell is, is when you if you watch any of the behind the scenes commentary how she managed to steam her pussy in that fat suit yeah well I mean the, the lucky thing was it gave her plenty space there's actually no padding in there it's all just <laughs> vagina steaming equipment and jade eggs yeah a, a jade. Yeah, it's like a, it's like it's like a, a spacesuit in there. It's just a system of tubes and compressors and steamers. <laughs> she's like a. It's a contained environment. She's like a Warhammer figurine. <laughs> Explain that. Like a space marine, all just pipes and life support. Yeah. Kind of futuristic robot. Cybernetic uh, technology. A, a, a jade egg doesn't sound like something you put in your fanny. It sounds like something Indiana Jones wants. <laughs> why? Why can't they be both? That's true. Indiana Jones and the and the and the steamy pussy. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it can't be any worse than Crystal's girl. 
It would, <laughs> yeah, 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 it'd be better than Crystal Skull. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see the, uh, you know, the you know the bit where Indiana Jones is like weighing up that bag of sand so he can replace it with the Golden Idol. Well, this will make you angry. Crystal Skull is the only Indiana Jones movie I've ever seen. Oh my god! So you don't know that famous scene where there's the Golden Idol on the altar and he's got a bag of sand? Yeah, at this point, I, at this point, I know the scenes. I know the, the various scenes, but I've never seen the movies. Okay. Prop- no, I've never seen. But the you movies. know that you know what he's up to there. Yeah, because it, it's a it's the, it's trapped by weight. So as long as he can switch the weight quickly enough, but then it it, he, it yeah. doesn't work, and the boulder chases him. Yeah, I'd like to see him like doing that, like that weighing up and that tension, just in front of Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes for the jade egg, and it's ah, because it's still hot from being steamed. <laughs> it gets steamed, yeah. <laughs> it's his yeah, hand. It's a jet stuff. of steam shoots out. Do you think there should, right, yeah. there should be some what, sort of... Goop is actually selling a, um, a security systems. Yes, Goop security. Yeah. Shoot a jade egg out of your fanny at a burglar. Yeah, man, that would take him out. I'd leave. Yeah, if, if I weren't knocked out, I'd be like, nope, too rich for my blood. <laughs> Do you think there should be some sort of like anti-feminism award for women who scam other women with this stuff? Interesting, because it's like the it's, it's um, like it seems to me to be the opposite of solidarity, isn't it? Just to be like, yeah, but the beneficiary is still a woman, so I think it cancels itself out. Do you think there's got to be a ratio yeah. at work here, though? There's got to be like how many women you fuck over. There's got to be a point where the the fact that the beneficiary remains only one woman, the number's not high enough for the equation. But what about the? The, the the much harder to measure quality of, of inspiration that that one woman imparts to <laughs> countless women with her success. But but it's that's what it <clears> isn't it isn't it inspiration to scam other women? Yeah, but they're scamming the same women, so that pool of women is not really expanding. Whereas the number oh. of women who are benefiting from the scams are, you sure, but, are increasing. But are you sure it's not expanding? Have you never seen someone go from being relatively normal to converted to like? Lighting a candle in their butthole. No, no. I, I to be honest, I haven't. I feel like the the kind of people who are um, vulnerable to those kinds of things are, have always been. You or start pretty young. You think the customers of Chung Fu's Crystal Warehouse are born, not made? I was I was thinking specifically about Chung Fu. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I really do. I, I don't think you come to it unless you're recovering from some great trauma or addiction. But those are the most vulnerable I don't people. Think, <clears throat> yeah, I yeah, I know what you mean. Ultimately, yeah, I think, but I think I'm, I think it's just uh, anything's that unscientific. Like, well, essentially, it's just it, it's 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 Chung Fu's Crystal Warehouse. It's 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 annoying. It's an annoying. I'm annoyed that they get to make money out of that. Yeah, yeah, but there are many scams in this world, I guess. <sighs> Chung Fu's Crystal Warehouse. I wonder if that'll. I wonder if that survived COVID. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. But uh, yeah, did any of the um, did any of the commemorations irritate you at all? Or uh-huh. Prince Philip? Hmm. Uh. Yeah. What did I see yesterday? Well, well I, I, th- I think the, the the kind of the strange thing is trying to uh, trying to suggest some great shared interpretation of of Prince Philip with with who, a man who had all these well-known characteristics and and um, achievements, um, despite the fact that no one is really, you know, <clears throat> he's, he's a pretty neutral figure. I think, he, aside from the occasional gaffe that people would sort of have a guilty chuckle over, no one really knew all that much about him. Or, um, I think the older generation did, but I mean, like, obviously, you know, his World War Two service and, you know, being a, a having such an insane childhood, it's all very impressive. But the thing that annoyed me was that he was they were trying to give him loads of credit for, for like meeting astronauts and stuff. Right. Because it was you know, it was in the crown, him being really interested in the moon landings. Okay, and, I see, and, I see. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's. I'm one of the few people who has never seen The Crown and never will. I've just, I've just, but I just. Um, they mentioned it on the radio in the context of really trying to big up his interest in science. Right. Yeah. 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 And what annoyed me about that is that, he was, and he was so interested on oh, the moon landings and stuff, and I was like, you don't get to credit for being really into the moon landings. That was everyone. <laughs> yeah. And there's always oh, met astronauts and whatever, and it's like. Well, he's a prince. Yeah. You'd, you'd like, in, over the course of the Duke of Edinburgh's life, he'd have to try pretty hard not to meet a fucking astronaut. <laughs> yeah, it's the astronauts who've, who've done well to meet him. Yeah, he's, he's rarer than an astronaut. Yeah. Um, I think it just annoys me when, when people give any of the royals credit for doing something that the royals are set up to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, they have, a, the sort of... they have all these rubies. And it's like, yeah, we gave them the rubies. That's their job, is to be the ruby <laughs> owners. Yeah. Or, going about the year, or going on about years and years of service. It's like, <laughs> I guess it's service, but it's mainly meeting astronauts and saying, how are you? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Service of kind. It, it's service in as much as it's a, it's, uh, a surrender of any sort of normal life. Yeah, you've 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 either signed up slash been trapped from birth into a kind of endless PR cycle. Yeah, um, it's almost PR. Like, well, stay with me here. Okay, it's like being in the royal family. Someone like being trapped in a cage. Okay, like no, hang on, wait, 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 hang on. A cage is like one of those things in in like a like an old zoo, right? 
That's right. Like an old zoo or something, you might put a, a bird in if right. um, you had a pet bird. Um, but that cage was well, nicer than most cages. In fact, it's made of gold. Wait a minute. Hang on. Because but here's here's the rub. Right. It being gold does not change its function as a cage. Okay, so hang on. Let me just get this straight. Because I was going to say, when you said that they were like in a cage, I was going to say, but Phil, being in a cage is, is, you know, it's like low quality. It's bad. You know, dirty. Ah. And then you said ah, gold. Yes. And I thought, hang on a minute. Like a, fa- it's a, like a, some sort of fancy trap. Yeah, I guess you could put it that way. Yes, a fancy trap right. is, 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 a, is a nice way of looking at it. Yes. God. Yes. Imagine. Yes. They, they, they have little freedom... But it's high quality, little freedom. If you can imagine such a thing, right? So, so it was what? Sorry, it was a, a silver, a silver cage. No, again, it it was gold, oh, which is uh, more valuable than silver. Right? God, yeah. yeah, no, that is better. God, God yeah. wow. Yeah. Phew. I mean, it's yeah. a, what a crazy. Yeah, I wonder if anyone. I wonder if they know. Um, about the the gold cage analogy. Oh, just that I wonder if they know they're in a big gold cage. Well, I don't think I I, I for their sakes I hope they don't find out because you know <laughs> it might depress them. It might depress. <laughs> yeah, it might it might upset them to find out. They've probably never looked at it that way, and I I don't want to shatter the illusion for them that that they're actually living a very good life. <laughs> yeah. uh, they they're they're in a gold outside, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in a big world of gold. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah a lifetime of, of service i guess i guess he kind of volunteered for it in the sense that he married the queen but i mean yeah you yeah, know, yeah yeah especially in those days I mean, like in the 50s you could just do whatever you wanted i mean it's much more of a horrible thing to try and sign up for now what well, well, i i i watched a bit of nicholas sturgeon's um tribute to him her, was it was it begrudging? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it was so begrudging, and um, and she sort of she spoke about how uh, he 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 sort of played second fiddle to a powerful woman, oh. which was something people men in the twentieth twentieth century were suddenly finding themselves having to get used to, and like we've had. Queens before, Nicola. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of the Victorians? Yeah, or the Elizabethans. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was a bit wacky. But, well, it's it's because yeah. everyone's using it as a chance to just talk about themselves. Yeah, exactly. Talk about their shit and trying to refer back to herself, a powerful woman. And yeah, okay, okay. Just. I thought you. I thought you were going to say that she said. Uh, I remember when I met Prince Philip. It was. Uh, oh no, wait. It was a week before that. Oh no, hang on. It was uh, the month before that. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> Old forgetful Nicola. Um. Yeah. I mean that that whole salmon thing's come to nothing. I knew it would. It seems to it all And you would come to nothing. It all seems to have melted away. It's all very something weird's going on in Holyrood. I I let myself get excited. I was like, "Here it is, Phil, the end of 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 Scottish separationism." But yeah, of course, nothing nothing gets better. Well, Prince Philip has separationism. Separatism. Is that a word? Separatism. Well, Prince separatism. Prince Philip has strategically died very close to the May elections. 
Right, yeah. Maybe the outpouring um, of affection for the old royals will... Interesting. Interesting. Yes, we've given the our, our, our cousins up north a, uh, a taste <laughs> of what it is to, 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 to lose an element of, of the British family and... We'll see. We'll yeah. see how it how it sits. And we'll keep killing royals until you learn. <laughs> <laughs> we will kill a royal on the hour, every hour, until our demands are met. <laughs> I was um yeah. I was thinking, Phil, that I've 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 come to understand like. First of all, the only people whose opinion on Prince Philip I care about at all are the Vanuatu islanders who th- see him as a god. Ah, yes, yes. The, these are the people who. So it's the, the, the people of an island where? In, uh, Vanuatu. Where's that? It's uh, oh God, it's somewhere in the Pacific, I think. It's it's oh the Pacific. Okay. It's, it's I think Vanuatu is the smallest nation, or is it Micronesia? It's up there. Though. And they worship... It's South Pacific. There, Prince there Philip go, as South a god. It's, they don't overall. It's, it's one particular island. Okay. Or like two villages or Why? something. Why? So, There's a one visit. Um, so, when they became aware of him, they had some sort of story about... Um, they, so they believe that it's not actually... The, the, the Western press doesn't seem to have grasped it properly. It's not Prince Philip they worship. They think Prince Philip is a spirit of a mountain. Right, right. So they're worshipping their own mountain god who they think inhabited Prince Philip's body. Yes, so they had a story about some sort of mountain spirit who, in this, the whole point of the story, was that he left Vanuatu to look for a powerful wife. To look for a powerful wife. Yes, in the story. For whatever a powerful reason. white. Wife, wife. Okay. <laughs> but both is good, you know. <laughs> and so the idea is that when when they discovered that there was this glorious man who was all powerful and whatever, but had you know, and they, they they there were lots of quotes saying like, oh yes, and we could tell because he was walking behind the queen even though he was the man, and so that's like some some relationship. Ah, to so the, the story. queen was the. So the queen was the powerful wife the mountain god found. Yeah, so he zipped into Prince Philip's body and married the powerful wife. Because uh, they're in the uh, Commonwealth. So he wasn't born. The... Was he born as Prince Philip, or did he not, I, enter Prince? Well, Philip? that's the bit of the theology that I'm interested in. I don't. Right. I can't. I can't. Basically, basically, the two places that believe this are like remote villages that, like, someone had to like hike for two days just to tell them he died, kind of thing. These guys are not easy to reach. Um, but because of that, loads of people, like I saw an article saying like, Oh, maybe they'll start worshiping Charles now. And it's like, right. Your insane Western animist tradition doesn't match up to their, <laughs> it was a really, well, it's not, that's not the, that's, an, that's not the animist tradition. That's the, um, uh, no, I mean, hereditary. No, no, tradition. I know. I'm, I'm making like an equivalency. Like, like it, it was a funny, it, to me, it was a funny example of someone saying our normal way of of traditional society will be followed by these people oh yeah, yeah, yeah. do you see what i mean yeah. like that like the idea of of that is just as insane as the mountain spirit yeah to them the the idea of power merely being inherited by the sun is as ridiculous to them as it is 
a mountain spirit is to us. Yeah, basically. Well, or, or it's just that it's all the same. It's all the same flavor. We're all just talking about tofu here. <laughs> it's the same thing. Whereas, like, they like if you were to say to them, like, right now the mountain spirit is inside his son, they'd be like, why? What? <laughs> why would the mountain spirit fly into why? his son? What? When he died? No. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder where, where they think the mountain spirit is now. They, 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 Does it come back to the they've mountain? They've got to have a big commemoration and a conference, and the conference is closed to outsiders, and who knows? Is that true? Yeah, 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 it's happening now. So so they're having, like, a, what's it called when the popes get together to pick a new pope? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a, oh, God. The College of Cardinals. Conference? College? A papal... Conclave. The... Conclave. That's it. And we'll, we'll, someone will have to watch for smoke and see what color of smoke comes up. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, it's really interesting if you read it up on this. It's essentially the idea that they reckon that Prince Philip would come back. And in the story, the, the mountain spirit goes away and finds a powerful wife. And then come, they all come back to Vanuatu and bring lots of riches. So they were waiting for Prince Philip to return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they met him and asked him. Yeah. They said, when are you coming back? Wow, wow, wow. In the 70s. And apparently he gave them a very cryptic answer. Oh, that's fine. Apparently he said, um, I, will, uh, I will send you a message when it gets warm. When it gets warm? Mm. Wow. God, I'm starting to believe this mountain thing. I'm, I'm more into it than Prince Charles. <laughs> That's pretty good. I liked it as well. Also, that's quite a cool thing for Prince Philip to have said, because you can really chew that over, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're such a troll, really. <laughs> and towards the end, he looked With like a troll. Yeah, I mean, he, he started saying like weird shit to people just because he got bored. He just got bored saying hi to people. He just started went saying weird, <laughs> telling weird jokes and saying weird shit. I, said, um, I was saying to... Uh, Friend, friend of the podcast, an excellent uh, stand-up, uh, Alex Keeley. Mm -hmm. I was saying uh, all of all of Prince Philip's really off-color remarks. Like people would be defending him to the hilt if he was a 1990s American stand-up. Right, that's true. Off-color humor, they'd be like, "Yeah, but he was a rebel, you know. <laughs> he spoke the truth." I mean, Prince Philip is basically Bill Hicks, and I'm I'm willing to. I'm willing to die on that hill. <laughs> he is both Bill Hicks and a Vanuatan mountain spirit. <laughs> what a what a man! <laughs> we haven't even mentioned Pierre that um, today, well, yesterday marked the first step towards freedom. That's right for people in England, UK, pubs, gyms, haircuts. Yes, man. Have you done any? Uh, my gym, my, well, my gym subscription has restarted. Who knows when I'll actually go back? But the subscription's restarted without <laughs> spring I didn't is ask here. Them to, but it's restarted. Yeah. Um, no, I've not. I've not been out yet. Um, I know. I find myself weirdly apathetic about it. Oh, I yesterday I, I went, got my hair cut. I went to the gym. I, the only thing I missed out on was was a, a fresh, foaming pint. Nice. How 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 was the gym? It wasn't busy. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I went in the middle of the day, and even though people are working from home, I suppose they're still working, aren't they? That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, that's good. And um, the haircut? Did you have to book like months in advance? No, sir. It's a barber's baby. Walk in. Take your ticket. Take your chance. 
Wow. Wow, old school. Jack Jackknife Barbers near High Renaissance Station. I walked in, Phil. I walked in and I got my hair cut by the same stoic Afghan man that I did before the pandemic. Mmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw I saw a picture of your new haircut on on uh, Instagram there, and it doesn't look like you're serving in Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he went a little aggra- He went a little high and tight. <laughs> he went a little high and tight, but that's okay. It, I, I was more I was more interested in like re-experiencing having short hair again, having had a mop on my fucking head for months and months and months. Yeah, you, you got the full hurt locker. Yes, I went. I went. You, you- I went jarhead. Yeah, <laughs> it looks good though. Nice one, well done. Well, it's just it's just especially now that the weather's getting hotter. It's like it just felt like a matter of grooming, like you would for a dog. And at this point of the seasons, Pierre must shed his winter coat. <laughs> As winter turns to spring, the Pierre must shed his warm outer layer to keep cool. In the April sunshine. Like a... An explosion of activity from the British drinker. All the people coming back to the pubs like turtles going to the sea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one topples over and can't get up. Yeah, like a Pathé newsreel. Careful there! (laughs) It's a brilliant British summer as people return to pubs and have a foaming pint. What I don't get are the people who queued up four hours to get into Primark. What is that about? Like Primark? Just frothing at the mouth. Just clothes shopping. Why? Sorry? Frothing at the mouth for Primark. Yeah. Could not wait. They're just like, I can taste those delicious slave clothes now. <laughs> I want to buy a pair of... <laughs> Pumps that will fall apart in two days. That's why we're all here, because all the stuff we bought before the last lockdown has fallen apart already. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. That's why the, all the queues were just in rags. Yeah, it's just all people with returns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I did, actually, the t-shirts last okay, but I did buy a pair of shoes from Primark once, and they did fall apart astonishingly quickly. I bought... I bought a pair of shoes from Primark and I looked at the sole and I could see the glue. Like, I don't think you're supposed to see the glue sort of no. poking out between the sole of the and the bottom of the shoe and shit. Yeah, you, you shouldn't... The bottom of your shoe shouldn't look like a kid in art class in a rush. Yeah, it totally... Just glue gunned it on its way out of a sort of conveyor belt. Yeah. I mean... The thing is, it was made by a kid in a rush. <laughs> and he did use a glue gun. He did. Yeah, God. Queuing up and... Who misses... Like, that's the thing. I'm not a shopper. I'm not a natural shopper. Who misses shopping that much? Mm. Or all the queues of, like, frightening-looking teens for Topshop in uh, Oxford Circus. Yeah, Did you see yeah. that in the, fo- in the news footage? It's like this swarm of kids with, like... Masks on and their hoods up, so they look like they're in a fucking terrifying music video. No, all swarming into Topshop, yeah. And I just thought, gosh, really? I mean, it's been a long old lockdown, but I don't think even at my most—I mean, I lived my teenage years in a self-imposed lockdown anyway. 
But I think, why, what, you know, we always forget, teens, you know, before you were allowed to drink alcohol, finding a reason to go out to socialize, finding a place to do it in was pretty tough. Like, Yeah, that's true. So Topshop is about as good a spot as any, really. There's a purpose there. You're looking for clothes, but it's also a place to talk and and catch up. Well, they, don't, they don't have yeah, a I mean, pub. That's true. Yeah, this is the thing, and I've always thought of this. Like, even when I was a teenager, like we need an, the equivalent of a pub because we're going to cafes and drinking coffee, and like fifteen, <laughs> just drinking coffee after. Co- like, why does a fifteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old doesn't need that much coffee? But there's nothing else we could do, so we just had to go to fucking Costa. It was, it was, yeah, it was weird, man. I guess you need to go to like a, a, a diner and have a malt with your best gal. That's it. But the UK has never had that. No, the UK. We don't have a drugstore where you can get a milkshake. And well, the UK has always just been like what youth centres and in the 1950s dance halls. Right. Yeah. That's it, really. And church before that, I guess. Yeah, I guess church? The park? Hmm, Maybe the reason the UK doesn't have it is that up until the point where you're supposed to have that, everyone was just supposed to have jobs helping out with rationing on the war or something. like. Whereas in America, they did so well and had so much money in the 50s, they were just like, we need some kind of special milkshake shop. I always find it strange how they were called drugstores. Yeah, it's very... Like the place that sold ice cream and milkshake was the drugstore. Well, they, I think they also sold, like, everything else, didn't they? Like, just ra- I, raisins yeah, and I guess, paracetamol. Like, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola used to be, like... A me- you know, it used to be, like... It was medicinal, doctor would yeah. prescribe you some Coke, yeah. I'm going to look that up, actually. U.S. drugstore. Milkshake. What happens when I type that in? Why did pharmacies or drugstores become associated with soda fountains and ice cream? Good question, guy mm-hmm. on Reddit. Um, soda fountains and ice cream were popularized on the turn of the century. I'm assuming that means 1900s. And pharmacies were one of the more common places to install them. And this person says, I can remember oh, the weird. local drugstore selling ice cream even in the early 80s. Did they just have the kit? They just, like, understood the kit ah, and the chilling and the... Soda water had been considered as a medicinal aid. Mm, there you go. And, there yeah, malted milkshake and malt is sort of have for your health and soft drinks used to contain drugs or... The ginger and ginger Weird. ale was for sort of nausea. Ah, 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 ah. Well, it is quite on the nose, isn't it? I'm going to the drug stop. Buy myself some drugs. Pharmacy is quite nice and almost euphemistic, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Oh. What um, what are you going to do today? You're going to go out? Um, I might go. I might, I might go to the gym again. Wow! You never know. Catching up. Catching up. Catching up, and and uh, and trying to try, trying to make myself uncastable for my own personal version of the clumps. <laughs> I'm trying to declump. It's springtime, and it's a good time to declump. Um, what about yourself? You, you don't get you don't to get in that no man's land of not fat enough to be in the clumps as yourself, but too fat to wear a fat suit. Yes, a sort of um, you, Seth Rogen. You need one or the other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you I go. think at the moment I'm I'm Seth Rogen again. Or like a Ricky Gervais or something. Yeah, Ricky Gervais. It's like... no good. It's no good. Yeah, I, th- I had to, I have to pick a team. 
Yeah, pick, pick a team. team. Pick a side. Pick a lane. To use to use modern parlance. Yeah, pick a pick, lane and stay in it. Pick a lane and okay? then stay in it forever. Stay in it forever. Stay in it forever. You're not allowed at the other lanes because you've chosen your lane. That's right. Um, and then, of course, I've got my... I'm streaming later. A bit of Age of Empires 2. A bit of, bit of classic. Oh! Yeah. Nice one. Lovely old classic. What about yourself? Um, I'm going to try and sort my shit out. I've got laundry to do mm. and some books to sort out. And I've got a little bits of work to catch up with. Lovely. Um, fun stuff that I might as well have been doing. It might as well still be lockdown for me, basically, Pierre, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Wang lockdown has not ended, has not eased yet. Yeah. <laughs> Someday you'll be free. Free to go to the pub and then to Primark and then get a haircut. Um, yeah, what a day that'll be. Anyway, um, hope everyone is enjoying the... Uh, road back, roadmap to normality. <laughs> Irreversible um, pints. Irreversible. Um, uh, I love how they, Boris Johnson keeps calling these steps irreversible, but then says, "But don't fuck up, or we'll reverse it." I will turn this car around. I will turn this irreversible car right around. <laughs> We're irreversibly going to Disneyland unless you kids keep fucking around back there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, enjoy. enjoy. Love enjoy. you lots. All right. Bye. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.